Hello and welcome to Nick's Snack for Neologisms, episode 26, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered zealous, rectify, spurious, and hedonist. And in this episode, we're covering mercurial, nonplussed, perfidy, and eschew. Three of those words I have a very hard time remembering, and so hopefully this podcast is not only going to help you, but me as well. So let's get on with our first word. Our first word is mercurial, and it is spelled M-E-R-C-U-R-I-A-L. It's an adjective, mercurial, M-E-R-C-U-R-I-A-L, mercurial. And it means changeable, volatile, fickle, flighty, erratic, a mercurial nature. Changeable, volatile, fickle, flighty, erratic, mercurial. When I think of mercurial, I often think of whimsical or someone who changes moods frequently or one day they're up, the next day they're down, or one minute they're up, the next minute they're down. They're very mercurial. Certainly, I'm. you've met someone in your life who is like that. They seem to be pleasant, and then for whatever reason, they just change moods, and now they're very irritable, they're irascible, they're not fun to be around. They're mercurial. They have a mercurial mood, a mood that is likely to change at the flip of a hat. Mercurial. So the way we can remember this is I like to think of mercurial as pertaining to mercury. And I think back to those old thermometers we used to have outside that measured the temperature. And temperature, I think of being kind of erratic. Sometimes temperature's hot, sometimes it's cold, especially here in Colorado. Temperature changes very frequently. So I think if we can remember, or if we can just think of in our mind's eye, just one of those thermometers that's got liquid in it, right? And I want us to think of that liquid just sort of splashing around and going up and down and changing temperatures really quickly. And that'll help us think of, oh yeah, mercury is in there and it's being very mercurial because it's erratic and it's changing its behavior really quickly. And hopefully that'll that'll lock in the definition of the word mercurial. So let's move on to mercurial in a sentence. This is from sentencedick.com. She was entertaining but unpredictable with mercurial mood swings. Its thickly wooded shores, pastoral rivers, and mercurial weather draw naturalists and artists alike. Indeed, anyone who does not master this mercurial context will be mastered by it. When I think of that sentence, I think of the context being maybe the ocean or something. I don't know. I've never really been out on the ocean and experience crazy waves or anything like that. But I think of the ocean and waves as being mercurial for whatever reason. If he was capable of such mercurial mood shifts, maybe my initial assessment of his innocence had been way off. Flamboyant mercurial creatures, they had passionate wills of their own. They exercised a devious, seductive fascination. I wonder what kind of mercurial creatures they were or are. They sound kind of interesting. Oh, I just, after I read this, this reminds me, my wife and I started watching this show on Netflix. It's called Big Mouth. It's crazy. It's this cartoon animation thing. And if any of you guys watch it, there's a creature on there that's very mercurial. And the show kind of follows these teenage boys and girls, these cartoon teenage boys and girls through puberty. And it it's very funny, very comedic, and it talks about they have these each character sort of has their 
creature that follows them around that only they can see. No one else can see them. And their creature represents that very hormonal part of themselves. So for the boy, it's this very horny creature for the girl. She's also horny, but she's a little crazy. I'm sure some of you females out there can relate when you're going through puberty in your early teenage years. And so, yeah, they're just very mercurial creatures. So if you guys get a chance, check out Big Mouth. You'll see what I'm talking about. Ah, yeah, this creature is very mercurial. They remind me of, oh, what's that? What's that movie? There's a book, Where the Wild Things Are. Those creatures in that in the this animation I'm talking about look very similar to them. Anyhow, I'm being mercurial right now. I'm getting a little off topic. Let's move on to our last sentence, which is the work provided the foundation for the vaginal use of gels containing organic mercurial compounds as aids to contraception. So that would be mercurial used uh, in a sentence that relates to the compound mercury. All right, so mercurial, changeable, volatile, fickle, flighty, erratic. It's a very good word. Let's move on to our next word, which is nonplussed. It's a verb often used with an object. It means to render utterly perplexed puzzle completely nonplussed it's n-o-n-p-l-u-s-s-e-d n-o-n-p-l-u-s-s-e-d nonplussed to render utterly perplexed puzzle completely so i guess that sort of deer and headlight look is a very nonplussed look trying to think the last time i was nonplussed oh yeah i was working at my job and someone was trying to explain something to me and they used three or four different terms that I'd never heard before. And then I'm pretty sure I was nonplussed at that point because I think I was just like, well, this is overwhelming. Because when someone explains something to you, right, and they use three or four terms you've never heard before, they don't make sense. You sit there, at least I sit there, and I focus on those terms. And I'm like, what the hell do those terms mean? And maybe I'll remember one or two of them for whatever reason. And then I'm thinking about the other ones. And then the person's still talking. I'm like, what the, what the is going on? So, yeah, I was completely nonplussed. I don't remember what it was regarding, but... Yeah, I do remember the incident. To render utterly perplexed, puzzle completely, nonplussed. So on mnemonicdictionary.com, a user came up with a fairly creative way. Think of like nonplussed with a little hyphen between the non and the plus. Is it negative or positive? We're not really sure. We're confused. We're perplexed, nonplussed. So a hyphen between the non, N-O-N, and a hyphen between the plus, we don't know if it's negative or positive. We end up confused and we're like, oh yeah, that's the definition. Puzzle completely, puzzle completely, puzzled completely, confused completely, utterly perplexed, nonplussed. By the way, you guys, if you hear this little ruffle in the background, it's my coat that I'm wearing because it's freaking cold in my house because it's something like 10 degrees in Colorado. It got really cold all of a sudden because of our mercurial weather. I was completely nonplussed by his sudden appearance. That's a good one, right? Someone just pops out of nowhere and you're like, holy crap, who are you? George knew that she was a bit nonplussed at his eagerness for her to have her own social life. Maybe George and whoever her are dating, George needs a little space. And he's like, look, babe, go out and, you know, get some friends and she's a little nonplussed by that statement, a little utterly perplexed because she thought they were in love and they needed to stay together every second. But no, that's not the case. He gave me a nonplussed look, so I gave him up on the shallow pretense. Wait, I don't think I read that right. He gave me a nonplussed look, so I gave up 
on the shallow pretense that I could speak any Turkish and, instead, went to get my phrase book to show him the relevant words for bicycle shop. She expected him to ask for a scotch and was rather nonplussed when he asked her to mix him a martini and lemonade. He was afraid of being treated as a neophyte if he showed himself too much nonplussed. Wait, that doesn't really make sense to me. He was afraid of being treated as a neophyte if he showed himself too much nonplussed. Oh, okay, I get it. So if he's looking too confused, he'll come off as a neophyte. All right, all right, I get it. I get that. That's nonplussed, N-O-N-P-L-U-S-S-E-D, to render utterly perplexed, nonplus. Not negative, not positive. We are confused. All right, let's move on to our next word, which is perfidy. Perfidy, it's spelled P-E-R-F-I-D-Y, perfidy. And it means deliberate breach of faith or trust, faithlessness, treachery. It's a noun. Deliberate breach of faith or trust, faithlessness, treachery, perfidy. It's an interesting word, perfidy. All right, so our mnemonic for this one. We're going to actually look at the prefix and the suffix. It's got the prefix of per and the suffix of fid. So P-E-R can often mean away or beyond. So if we think of the word pervade, for instance, if something is pervasive, it's very prevalent, right? It's everywhere. It's beyond everything. It's pervasive. And then if we think of the suffix FID, or maybe it's FID, I don't really know, F-I-D. There's a lot of words with FID in it, like fiduciary, which involves trust, or fidelity, which involves trust, or loyalty. You got confidence, right, F-I-D. If I'm confiding in you, confide. If I'm confiding in you, I'm trusting that you won't share what I'm telling to you with others. Confide. So per plus fit. So FID involves trust. So if we're moving away from trust or away from loyalty, we're being perfidious. We are showing perfidy, right? Something that's going against what we believe or what we trust or it's going against our faith or whatever. And, and I sort of interpret faith there very loosely. It's a deliberate breach of what you hold dear to your heart. Deliberate breach of your convictions if you're being perfidious. Perfidious is simply the noun of Actually, perfidious. it's the adjective. Figure you guys got that, but just in case you didn't. Faithlessness, treachery, perfidy. So perfidy is definitely not a good thing. You're, you're moving away from trust and from loyalty. As devotion unites lovers, so perfidy estranges friends. This is on sentencedick.com. I don't know where they got this sentence from, but I thought this one. This is my favorite sentence. Out of all the sentences that I read, this one I thought was really good. As devotion unites lovers, so perfidy estranges friends. It's very good. Yeah, I think if you're unloyal to your friends, see how far, see how long your friendship lasts. He was quite certain now that she knew he was married and angered at his perfidy. She described the new criminal bill as perfidious attack. Excuse me. She described the new criminal bill as a perfidious attack on democracy. In your language, traitor means one who betrays, one who is perfidious, treacherous, unfaithful, and disloyal. 
Yeah, perfidy. Perfidy. You guys think of any time lately you've been perfidious? Going against your convictions, perfidious? Trying to think of, I'm trying to think if I've gone against my convictions lately. I think I've done a pretty good job at remaining loyal to my convictions and to my own faith, whatever that faith may be. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing, guys. No interesting stories of perfidy for you. Thinking back to my child, like nothing is coming. I probably could have thought of this before, you know, doing the podcast, but I didn't. So this awkward silence is me trying to recall my perfidious nature or lack thereof. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our last word, last and final which is a redundancy. Why do people say last and final? Isn't that weird? If it's the final, it's also the last. And if it's the last, it's also the final, isn't it? Let's move on to our last word, which is eschew. It's a verb often used with an object, hopefully. (laughs) Eschew, E-S-C-H-E-U, E-Y, E-W. Oh my God. It's just a weird word, you guys. Eschew, E-S-C-H-E-W, eschew, E-S-C-H-E-W. And it means to abstain or keep away from, shun, avoid, eschew. To abstain or keep away from, shun, or avoid. To eschew evil or to eschew perfidy. I can't stand perfidy. I eschew it. It's just a weird word. I don't like eschew, okay? I'm going I'm to be honest. I eschew the word eschew because it's just weird. It's hard to pronounce, and it's just something about it. I look at the word, and I don't like it. But, you know, maybe we should know it. Maybe it comes up a lot if you read political science or anything of political nature, eschew is in there quite often, and it might pop up in your GRE test. Eschew, to abstain or keep away from, shun, avoid. The mnemonic for this on mnemonicdictionary.com, I found some users with some clever and creative ideas. One of them said that eschewing gum is a bad habit. Eschewing gum is a bad habit, especially in a professional environment is what they said. So you eschew it, and it's a bad habit. You avoid it. This one, though, this mnemonic was my my favorite for this episode. Eschew, you shoo. It sounds like you're shooing something away. You're shooing something away. You're shooing it. Shoo it away. Eschew, cat. Get away from me, cat. Shoo, shoo the cat. Get the cat out of the. Get the cat out of the hat. I don't know what the hell we're talking about, guys. You can eschew that last sentence of mine. It was horrible. Eschew it. Say eschew and just like say it. It's a weird word. Now you'll see why I don't like it. Eschew. Who, who, who's going to say it? I'm going to start saying it just because I hate it. Eschew. I'm going to start saying it just because I hate it. And I'm going to see that if I can end up embracing it. Yeah. I feel like there could be a cool rhyme in there. Eschew. All right. I'm going to stop this nonsense, you guys. We can eschew all of this. Some things are better left eschewed than chewed. Tobacco is one of them. This is, my, this is a good one. Some things are better left eschewed than chewed. Tobacco is one of them. I would agree with that. Did you guys know? This is just a random fact. Did you know that chewing tobacco gives the user the highest amount of nicotine concentration over the longest amount of time? I did not know that. Nicotine gum is the least, and then tobacco smoke is like in the mid. Actually, tobacco gets into your system. Tobacco smoke gets into your system very quickly, a little quicker than uh, chewing uh, then chew, if I remember right, but then chew stays in your system a lot longer and you get a higher dose of nicotine. I know this because I researched it, not because I'm an advocate of 
tobacco. Yes. Treasure the companionship of the righteous and eschew all fellowship with the ungodly. Treasure the companionship of the righteous and eschew all fellowship with the ungodly. It's a cool sentence, just like the way it's worded. We won't have discussions with this group unless they eschew violence. These uh, these sentences, by the way, I found it on sentencedick.com. That's not D-I-C-K. That's D-I-C-T, sentencedick.com. And I really like their sentences. They had good sentences. I Googled them today, and uh, yeah, I found them, and I like it. What separates the professional from the neophyte is knowing when to apply the power of scripting and when to eschew it. I don't know what scripting is. I think that has to relate to coding and programming, but I'm not entirely sure. Eschew fattening foods if you want to lose weight. Yeah, eschew those fattening foods, you guys. Yesterday, I did not eschew fattening foods whatsoever. In fact, I ate half a thing of guac with chips and I enjoyed it. It was really good. I'll tell you this much. I don't drink well. I should. But like after a really hard workout, I like to eat chips, guac, and then a beer. Although I haven't had the last part. I haven't had a beer with the chips and guac in a while, but oh, it's so good. Especially when you're just devoid. Your body is just devoid of carbs. Oh man. I get this guacamole from Costco. I certainly don't eschew guac. I think I eat guac every day and I eat sauerkraut every day and I learned how to make my own sauerkraut and it's really good. Why are we talking about sauerkraut and all this? I don't know, but we are. All right. So those are our four words. Mercurial, nonplussed, perfidy, perfidy, and eschew perfidy. It's a weird word, eschew. I just, yeah, okay, so the three words, I don't know if I mentioned the three words I don't like, nonplussed, perfidy, and eschew. They're just weird. I don't know. They're just, I have a hard time saying them. I have a hard time remembering their definitions. But I think I've got them down, guys. I think this podcast is enough to solidify my memory so that I won't forget them, but whatever. All right, let's go through our four words and see if we can remember their mnemonics, their definitions, some loose associations, all that good stuff, mercurial, nonplussed, Perfidy and eschew. First word was mercurial. This was one of those like guided imagery mnemonics we had. Do you guys remember what the mnemonic was for per or excuse me for mercurial? Mercurial. We talked about mercury and a thermometer, and the mercury is just thrashing around in the thermometer. And so we're going to have that image in our head, right? When we see mercury or mercurial, and then we're going to think, wow, that mercury's acting rather erratically. And then guess what? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to remember the definition. We're going to think, oh yeah, it's volatile, very volatile. It's fickle, whimsical, changeable. Mercury. Yeah. Changeable, volatile, fickle, flighty, erratic. Mercury. She was entertaining, but unpredictable with mercurial mood swings. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Our next word is nonplussed. We had a clever mnemonic for this. It wasn't mine. It wasn't yours. It was a user's on mnemonicdictionary.com. And they said nonplussed. Remember we talked about a hyphen? Hyphenated? Yeah, there's a hyphen between non and plus, right? We're like, well, is it add? Is it subtract? We're not really sure. We're confused. Oh, yeah. We are utterly perplexed. Puzzled completely, nonplussed. I was completely nonplussed by his sudden appearance. Then we had perfidy, 
perfidy. What was our mnemonic for this one? I'm actually forgetting myself. All right, perfidy. Oh, yeah. Okay, this was our prefix suffix mnemonic. I don't know if you guys are a big fan of those, but the other mnemonics I read weren't that great. So this is the one we went with. Prefix and suffix. We thought of per, and sometimes it means away from something, right? And then we have the suffix fid, like I'm confiding in you, confidence, bona fide, FID, fiduciary, fidelity, all those things involving trust. So we're moving beyond or away from trust. Yeah, so it's a deliberate breach of faith or trust. Faithlessness, treachery. Ooh. As devotion unites lovers, so perfidy estranges friends. Man, that's good. I'm just going to start saying that. I think I'm going to Google that to see who said that or who came up with it. You know? Sounds like something, something, uh, sounds like something that someone very smart or like some sort of author, like a William Shakespeare. No, it doesn't sound like Shakespeare. I, I don't like Shakespeare. It sounds like a Mark Twain type quote or something like that. I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. Last word is eschew. Eschew was the mnemonic for eschew. Eschew. Yeah, it's like shoo. Eschew away the cat. We're avoiding the cat. Get away from me, cat. Eschew it. Some things are better left eschewed than chewed. Tobacco is one of them. Yeah. Eschew. God, I still hate that word. Whatever. All right, whatever. There's just, you know, I think being somewhat of a wordsmith, I'm allowed to hate some words, you guys. All right. I think that wraps it up for episode 26, Mercurial Nonplussed Perfidy and Eschew. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a fun episode. I had some fun with it. I feel tired right now. You know, when you get tired, you just start sprout sprouting off things, spouting off things. And I feel like I'm almost hysterical. What do you call it? You know when you laugh really hard because you're really tired? What's that called? Uh, slap happy. That's kind of how I feel, which is kind of fun. It's fun being slap happy. At the same time, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm tired. But anyhow, that wraps it up for our episode. If you guys haven't already, please visit iTunes. Leave me a review. I think it helps others who are just like you. I'm appealing to your selfish nature here. Helps others who are just like you find my podcast, and it lets me know how I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, you guys can go. You can Google nicksnackforneologisms.com or you can just type it in. Click that donate button. Send me a dollar and I will give you more podcasts in return. Actually, I'm going to keep doing them regardless if you guys donate. Huh? How's that sound? But if you'd like to donate, you may. Otherwise, I will see you on episode 27. Bye-bye.